Hey everyone, Susan Patel here. Welcome to another video of Shake Sales. Today I got Kyle AC. Um, Kyle is the VP of Sales at MongoDB. And I'm super jacked today to talk to Kyle about growing you know, frameworks to grow and excel your sales career, as well as um, you know, when you make it to that sales leadership role that you know folks in the sales space are working for, what then? Like what do you do? How do you excel there, right? So so Kyle, welcome aboard. Thank you for joining us. Of course. How long have you been in sales? Oh, a little over 10 years now. Okay. I see you went, you went, you started Qualtrics, jumped in um, and, and jumped to a sales leader pretty quickly, huh? Yeah. So Qualtrics as an STR was an AE for a few years, got off to a pretty slow start, but then hit my stride and ended up promoting uh, pretty much as fast as you can from a uh, middle AE to a VP role at Qualtrics before joining MongoDB about a year ago. Nice. So uh, you, you run the website salesintroverts.com and, and, and training and frameworks around that. Um, what the heck is an AE framework? What does that mean? Like am I, if I'm an AE, I'm just trying to close deals and hit my quota. What, what, is, what else am I, what am I missing? Yeah. So I, I latched on to the concept of frameworks because I saw rigidity in sales process fail over and over and over again. I tried as an AE to follow scripts. I tried to copy other people. I tried all sorts of ways to really get predictable in how I sold. And it never worked mm -hmm. because as I tried to force buyers down this predetermined path, that added this really uncomfortable friction. Now, I, I like friction in deals. I, I like to challenge buyers. I don't like to have unnecessary friction though, where I'm like withholding information from them or slowing them down to try to fit within a rigid sales process. So the whole concept mm -hmm. of frameworks is building on a foundation of what works in sales process, but having enough flexibility to match the buyer who they are, or their personality, match the buyer from a maturity standpoint, and also match a buyer from where they're at in their evaluation process, because no buyers are the same. And so I'm really, really big on sales process cannot always be the same. I love it. I love it. I uh, I was just talking to uh, somebody else, uh, Adam J, mm -hmm. around the buying cycle. Yeah, and and really like selling the way people are buying, not the other way around, and not having like I don't know. I, I get frustrated when there's an SDR in the way, when there doesn't need to be an SDR in the way to do whatever. Right. Um, I'm like, just let me go through this process. But anyways, so that's really awesome because I think like if I feel like a lot of AEs become good closers at one company, but when they move on, they're like, okay, I'm going to do the same process. I code, I provide the same process to the next company and boom, it doesn't work. Cause you know, um, the framework is really what works and the process changes or whatever. So, um, do you have like, um, so like when you, I know, and you can share what, what you want, but like from Qualtrics and MongoDB, Clearly, I'm assuming different buying cycle and different mm -hmm. buyer ICP. Uh, what's the difference? How how what's the what's the like? How do you adapt to that from, uh, side of things when you when you transition? I think one of the most encouraging things in my career so far was going into Mongo and implementing the frameworks I'd used at Qualtrics and seeing them work. So I implemented our, my pipeline generation framework and my region doubled pipeline from the quarter I joined to the quarter after. 
I implemented how we think about buyer personas, how we do discovery, and we more than doubled our deal size from quarters two to quarters three. And so even though the Mongo sales motions, there's multiple at Mongo, is extremely different than Qualtrics, the buyer's very different. The whole idea of the flexibility piece is we go make some tweaks, but then roll it out with the team. So what I had to do at Mongo is really get a good feel from my team that knew Mongo really well. Hey, here's the framework, here's the foundation. What tweaks do we make to make this really applicable to Mongo? And we uh, went down that path and it's worked out quite well. Love it. And one of the things I just want to, I want to give you a like shameless plug here, your courses and training, it's a couple hundred bucks. Go do it all, right? Like this is not, this, this is not, you can make up the, the cost in like, you know, one sale period, right? Yeah. In, in your career. What, what do you think, um, you know, when you're an AE, what is, what do you think it takes from like going from an AE to a sales leader, right? Like running the, the sales team or it running a division? Point. My, my leaders were really concerned because they knew that I sold differently than my peers mm -hmm. and they were really worried that that wouldn't scale, right? And so the advice I give for any aspiring leader and really anybody should do this, leader or not, is go document what you do that works, why you do it, why you think it works. The documentation piece reinforces your understanding and makes it easier to go teach because an effective leader needs to go from doing things directly to teaching other people how to do it successfully. And so document what you do that works, begin teaching other people what works. And as you begin to see other people adopting what you teach and that's working, now you're ready to go build out and become a, <clears throat> become a leader. Obviously it's not, there's, there's other aspects too. There's accountability, uh, there's forecasting, there's performance management. But the, in, in my opinion, this is a chiosophy only, the most important trait for a leader is to be an effective teacher and nothing will help you do that better than documenting what you know, forcing yourself to articulate in writing what you believe to lead to success in sales. I love it. I mean, it, this is a principle I think that can apply to any, in any career progression as well. I think the true form of mastery or knowing something is if you can, if you know it well enough to teach it to somebody, it's almost like you are, validating that what you do for yourself, your one-to-one -one, works for other people and then adjusting and, and approaching. And one of the things I've seen, uh, well, at least what we do at our companies, uh, Mailshake and, and some of our other portfolio companies is we give folks that are like, they've clearly frame, figured out some sort of framework or like process that works and it looks like it's repeatable, the opportunity to become a sales lead or just do peer-to-peer -peer training. Um, and like that sales lead is that jump into like, okay, we think you can do it. Here's an opportunity. You know, we expect, you know, the expectation is like, you're going to take some of the things you do for yourself and help others do it. And if the quote, you know, like pipeline increases or whatever, depending on the role, um, that's like true testament if they are ready to be the leader of that. And, you know, and, 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 that, and a lot of times people fail because they haven't mastered what they're doing. They may know how to do it themselves, but it's not a repeatable process. You have to be able to, a leader has to be able to impact deals from a distance. You can't be on every call. You can't close every deal. The leaders that have to be on a call to be effective will never be able to manage more than two to three reps successfully because their calendar just fills up, right? 
And so I completely agree. That's a great way to test to make sure that what they, they understand it well enough to translate it and that it's repeatable. Because if it's not repeatable, you, you, you can't lead a group. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's only so much of one brain to go around if you're trying to be in the weeds and everything. I want to switch gears to sales leadership. So you let's hypothetically, you, you, you did this, you, you became a sales leader, uh, you, you led your team, you, you apply this framework to others, you've trained them, you're ready to be a sales manager, sales director, head of sales, uh, whatever, and lead a team yourself. Like what are, you know, I know you have a sales leadership framework. How, what do you do in your first couple of years? Like how do you become successful in that frame, on that side? Because it's different, right? It's not you doing a good job, it's your team doing a good job. Yeah. So a question that I get asked a lot that will kind of lead into this is, is what is the culture of my sales work? And that's a, I like the question more than I like the question of what is the culture of your company? Because I think culture is a smaller thing usually. But the culture mm -hmm. I aim to build as a sales leader is one of accountability and one of development. And so what I'm constantly focusing on with my leaders is, first off, we are developers. We need to be able to go diagnose and understand what skill gaps are most urgent and important for us to close for our team and close those gaps. On the accountability side, you have to get really good at knowing what a rep has to do on a daily basis to ensure consistent success and be able to hold them accountable to that and not over-index on being their friend or their buddy. What I have found is when you combine a high degree of development with a high degree of accountability, you end up seeing things work. As reps begin to see things work off of what you advise them to do, they buy into you, they listen to you, and then it just grows from there. But if you're a newer leader, the first thing you should be asking yourself is for each of your reps, do you know what are their top three gaps that are most urgent to, to address? And you're not going to get that just by listening to a few calls here and there. You have to go in the details and diagnose across all the skills needed to be great in sales and understand the gaps there. And then does each of your reps understand what is expected of them on a daily basis? And do you have a mechanism to make sure they're being held accountable to that? If you combine those two things together, you're on the right track. I love it. And, and then... When do you start, like, so, you know, that development coaching kind of accountability, when do you start thinking about forecasting and building the skills of like reporting up or kind of the, this is what my sales team is going to do is what I can expect from a CEO or whoever your boss is. Yeah. So I just brought on a new leader at Mongo and right now what we're focusing on is entirely around the development piece and the accountability piece because forecasting is very much a lagging measure. I can go get mm. in the weeds with them and help them get their forecast delivered while they go learn that. And so it's, it's something gotcha. that I'm never going to say forecasting isn't important, but candidly, I would rather have a leader roll up an inaccurate forecast than drop the ball on accountability and development. Because if they drop the ball on the forecast, will be inaccurate for a short period, will correct. If they drop the mm. ball on accountability and coaching, we're going to miss forecasts for quarters to come. And so it's critical. I teach it. It's important. But I rarely look at it as being the most urgent thing for a leader to learn, especially because if you're a brand new leader, chances are your quota isn't that big relative to your region or to your company, mm -hmm. right? Like if you're a brand yeah. new leader, being inaccurate in your forecast should not materially impact your company's forecast unless it's a very, very small organization, then maybe I'd recommend a slight change in its operating rhythm. But for the size of companies that I work with uh, as an advisor and as an employee, 
I have found that forecasting is critical to learn, but it's not one of the first things I focus in on. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. It is definitely a leap. It's an, it's, it's a lagging metric of success, right? Like you're definitely going to hit, you're definitely going to miss your forecast, whatever it is, if you're not doing the accountability and development side of things. Um, so I, I think that makes sense. I think uh, from my perspective, I think a lot of salespeople try to measure and forecast, but what they're really doing is taking some of the numbers that may have wishful thinking and then guessing and multiplying. Um, and I don't know about you, but I, I've never seen a spreadsheet come to life without the, the execution part being done. Yeah, I could I could go on for a long time about how most forecasts are made up. And I hope my boss isn't listening to this. And I hope our CFO isn't listening to this. But forecasts, just, just, it's, 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 reps are making it up. They're saying what they want to say so they don't get in trouble. <laughs> Everyone's forecast is off except MongoDB. Perfect. In case you're, you're, you're mad. Oh, yeah. My, well, my, my forecast is money because I know which of my leaders, <laughs> but everyone else's leaders like... go high, which go low, and I, I meld it out. <laughs> And I nail it. And I always try to save Love a little it. bit to raise at the end. Love it. So we're uh, with that, uh, I think we've we've got a lot of things people can chew on. And I'd, I'd say I, I'm going to go send this to my, my sales leadership and sales team here, give them a little quick preview. But where can people uh, go to learn more, um, kind of get in touch and, and, and get your, your courses? Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn. I post uh, post one, two times a day. And I'm all about, like, I'll share pretty much everything that I know. And you don't need to pay for that. Uh, my courses will wrap it all up in an easy to consume, organized way. So if you want a fast track access to what I've learned in my my 10 years in, in sales, uh, then go to salesintroverts.com and you'll find uh, a couple offerings there that have gotten a lot of feedback from, well, I think a little over 2,000 reps now and leaders have, have bought my, my programs. Love it. Love it. Yeah, it's, I, I just did the math. It's like 350 bucks for all three uh one deal one deal like you're just big why why didn't i do this so um thanks so much kyle uh look forward to uh, to chat with you and connect with you on linkedin thank you